Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. My name is AJ Cairns, and I'm proud to be your host here each and every week as we do our part to introduce you to the artists and designers from around the world who help bring some of our favorite beers and breweries to life. This week is episode 112, and we feature artist Allison Bamcat. This is a great story. I don't want to spoil it for you. I'm excited to share it with you, and I just want to kind of preface it as we, were, we said on you know social and leading up to this that it's just a really feel good positive inspiring story you know really hit hard with me really resonated and I think that you know you should really you know sit back relax enjoy you know take some time with this one and I think it's gonna you know put you in a good place you know and, and really inspire you this is a this is a special one so we're really just lucky we've um been just meeting some incredible incredible people, some great stories, really, you know, getting them to talk about themselves, which we realize is hard. And, you know, I sit here and I can, you know, ramble on, you know, in the studio and probably talk for hours. It's uh, something I've figured out over the years. But that's one of my favorite questions is just kind of when we ask them about themselves, because think about your day to day. You're probably working working for someone else, you know, a lot of folks, you know, doing it, the grind, you've got family, you got kids, all these things going on. You, you don't probably sit back and really look at all the things you've, you know, done with yourself and where you are and how you got to that place, you know. You might be at a crossroad, but it's just nice for these individuals who a lot of times their art and their work does a lot of the, you know, quote unquote speaking for them just to kind of sit back and kick it and you know be a little introspective and you know look at their life and where they are and where they're going and you know obviously it's really important to look at where you've been so these are some of my favorite questions you know we haven't really mixed up questions too much from the you know beginning of the project and that's kind of by design i like the idea that if you follow along you can kind of see and compare different artists to each other not when i say compare i would never say oh this person's work is quote-unquote better or you know, anything in that level of superlative, but just kind of see how, how there's similarities, compare, you know, people's journeys and their stories and what got them there. And, you know, maybe you find, you know, something that that clicks in several artists with, with you and that helps you to get to your place. I also think that if you listen to this, that you don't have to be an artist. I mean, I think at this point, if you're listening, you know, A, you're probably crazy and we, we love you for that. But, you know, I, I just think that, you know, there's different stories and there's just really we use the platform of craft beer as a way to tell people's stories and to connect you with people like Allison and you know obviously this is a big build up for this episode but I just think that it's really it's just really nice we have uh, you know several of these especially this season alone you know I think of our you know our boy Nate with you know Trasloof who you know made a really big decision in his life you know at the age of 40 and, and dove in and is really doing some great work so i just think that it's really you know really inspiring and i i'm not you know gonna lie it really it really helps me there's a lot of times this is almost like therapy for me so i just like listening to people i like hearing their story seeing the work that they make puts a smile on my face and just definitely the ability for all of these individuals with accessibility to the same tools maybe on different scales you know you know, murals where obviously you need a wall and things of that nature but it's just really what they are able to create with their own you know the palette of their mind so it's really powerful so this is a great episode Allison Bamcat you can find her on Instagram bamcatart.com is her website 
you know, head on over there to Bamcat Art, Art Shop. Great story about the name, and uh, we'll get into that uh, shortly. Remember, you are listening to the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. 16ozcanvas.com is the website, 16ozcanvas on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Get in touch. Use the hashtag. It's just like the number sign, the pound sign. It's a, you know, shift three on your on your keyboard, 16ozcanvas, and we'll... Uh, We'll find you. We'll see your posts. We'll find the artist you're checking out, or maybe you're the artist, or just you see something really cool that you think that uh, you know we should see. We would love to. We love to connect with you. Don't be a stranger. We've had nothing but positive experiences. You know, connecting with people, and uh, really, really good place. So the weather is warming up. It is uh, summertime. Isk. I think we got almost uh, coming into Memorial Day weekend here. So this is a perfect pairing with you know. A little barbecue, some hot dogs, maybe some uh, veggie burgers for our uh, our veggie and vegan friends. I don't know if veggie burgers are vegan friendly, but you know, let us know. And uh, yeah, let's just uh, let's just get into it. So crank it up on the speaker, or maybe uh, roll down the windows if you're in the car. I would love to think that folks are listening to us while they're on the open road and just trying to you know do something. We've got an artist tell us they listen to it while they're creating art, which is mind-boggling. And uh, it's all in all, just uh, we thank you for being here. We, we appreciate you. And uh, let's just get into it. Episode 112, Alice and Bamcat, right here on the 16-ounce canvas. You know it. I know it. It is the art of craft beer podcast. That's like when you watch your sports programs and they like introduce themselves, like what's, what university they're from. And they always say, like, the Ohio State or the U. I don't know if we're to that level of uh, notoriety as those schools, but we're definitely... Uh, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. Here it goes. Hello and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. Very excited to have with us today checking in from L.A., Allison Bamcat. She's an amazing painter, artist, designer, and we're really just excited to have her you know, be a part of the project. So uh, you know, thanks so much for uh, making the time to, to join us today, Allison. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I think you might be our first L.A., uh, guest, so I'm pretty excited about that. Oh, I've never really? been. I've never been to LA. Like I've been a lot of places. I mean, I'm, well, I've I've flown into LAX and we one time. Well, I'm sorry if that's your only impression is LAX. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, we flew in one time. Um, we missed our flight to San Diego, and I have young children, and I will I will make this quick because it's a kind of a painful story. We missed our flight out there, and they with screaming kids in the airport. Our first big air, airplane trip, and. They said, oh, we can get you on the flight, like, tonight, going to San Diego. And I was like, do you not see these kids here? <laughs> and so the, the, which, yeah. it was actually an awesome idea. They flew us into L.A., and then we drove down to San Diego. So we drove down the coast, which was awesome. So the shitty situation oh, yeah, was pretty – that's the way to do it anyway. It was epic. Yeah, it was really great. Cool. Yeah, no, I actually um, – I grew up in L.A., and then I moved to the East Coast and was there for 15 years. And I just moved back to L.A. about two years ago. Okay, where on the East Coast were you living? Uh, I was in Boston. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. I'm down the road in Connecticut. So, yeah, actually, I'll be in Boston next week. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Awesome. I'm even uh, drinking my Dunkin' Donuts, my uh, New England classic. Yeah. Styrofoam it <laughs> up, right? I still don't, yeah, I mean, I know they're changing. I still understand why it took them so long for people to give a shit that they were the obscene amount of styrofoam. But I, I do like some Dunkin' Donuts. Absolutely. All right, so we we came to learn of some of your work through the labels you've done with uh, Collective Arts and also with uh, Noble, uh, Noble L Works. Uh, so it really is kind of. Uh, but before we kind of get into the beer, you know, let's 
you know, take a step back. It's cool. We're, you know, we're talking to Allison today. She's actually working on a mural. She's in a gallery. I think she's in trying to find a quiet space to, to join us. So uh, it's literally interrupting art to, to be with us. So thank you so much for that. Oh, of course. I mean, this is part of the job. You yeah. gotta remain, you know, flexible and, you know, make time for every opportunity you can. Well, good. Well, that excellent. So, what is the what's the Allison Bamcat story? And that, and just for folks at home, that's your real last name. That's not like your like artist like special name, right? Uh, it's actually my uh, artist name. I have a very long, complicated, oh nice Swedish last name that I inherited from my husband when we got married. So. It made sense to me to um, keep my pen name after we got That's it, married yeah. for the rest of my professional work, and now I'm registered business in California under that name. So it just made it Bamcat. much easier to like yeah. have somebody write a check out to Allison Bamcat instead of my real last name. <laughs> I like uh, it. Yeah. Bam. Yep. Go ahead. No, I just I was just gonna say I that first check where you to pay to the order Allison Bamcat must have been awesome. Yeah, I mean, people even misspell that, but I, I forgive them. <laughs> like, <laughs> but uh, it's actually a nickname I got when I was in art school. So I was working at the art store um, near Fenway Park in Boston, and I was there for maybe like three or four years during school, which was great because I got a huge discount on art supplies and ended up meeting a lot of cool artists. And like, I think the Mighty Mighty Bostones walked in one day, and that was kind of cool. But uh, otherwise, it was a pretty hard job. I mean, a lot of cleaning and inventory and things like that. But my manager made up a, like an array of nicknames for me. Her name was Steph. And one day, I don't know, she called, so she called me Allie. She called me Al. She called me Bam because my maiden name was Bamford. Okay. Uh, she called me Allie Cat. And then one day she said, what about Bam Cat? And I said, I like that. And so she kept calling me Bamcat, and then everybody started calling me Bamcat, and I changed my name tag, and then uh, I kind of just leaned into it, and now I've, I've been going by Bamcat for like tw- maybe 12 or 13 years. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, once you put on a name tag, then it's like, that's super official, like, that's it, like, then it has to be, you know, it becomes your name. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think it's I think it's a great nickname, and so I, I like it a lot, so, and I, I, I also have... Uh, my name spelled wrong, not the AJ part. Actually, you'd be amazed. People kind of mess that up too, but um, yeah. And oh, I believe it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, when I a couple of universities I would apply to because my well, my real name is much longer. They would I'd get a lot of miss. Hey, miss. And I was like, hmm, if you're trying to get me to come to your school and you don't really even know what gender I am, I was like, that's not really a great sign that we're really going to hit this off so well. Absolutely. Yeah, that's terrible. Terrible marketing. Uh, yeah, it was great. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I mean, first world problems, I guess. I mean, it's, it's just kind of funny. But I was always just like, oh, okay, well, throw that throw that one in the trash. I'm like that that helped me out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It helps you uh, kind of sift through your emails when people don't even pay enough attention to spell your name right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or I can tell like I'm part of some like some software program because they'll lower they'll make the J lowercase, and so I'm like, okay, that's just like some weird you know, email spam program. So I'm like, oh, that helps me out a little bit. Yep, definitely. So so what's the, you know, what's the Allison Bamcat story? How did you, you know, find your find your calling? How did you really, you know, just kind of, you know, take us down memory lane. What's, you know, how did you, you know, fall in love with art and, you know, what, what you're doing? 
Well, I've pretty much been drawing my whole life. Uh, there are photos of me from when I was like five or six, and I have like a pen or a pencil in my hand the whole time. Uh, my mom is pretty insistent that like, oh yeah, you were, this was always your thing. And um, she, my mom has been super supportive of me pretty much through my whole life when it came to art. She pretty much believed in me right from the start that if anybody was going to pursue this and make it a reality and make it a career, um, that it would be me. And, you know, I'm so grateful for that. And she ended up putting me in um, art classes when I was like eight or nine <laughs> um, at the local uh, college, Cal State Northridge. They did a, like a program for kids on the weekends. And so she brought me like every weekend for three years. And I really got a lot of um, hands-on experience with like charcoal and painting still life and, you know, doing pastels and, and ink and just learning a lot of different techniques that I don't think I would have had any access to in public school. I mean, we only had one art class a month when I was in like primary school. So um, from there, I just kept drawing and like, you know, I started building sketchbooks when I was in middle school and, you know, doodling all sorts of weird little rainbow monsters and Sailor Moon and Pokemon and all that. And so, yeah, I mean, by middle school, I was already prepared to like follow and pursue art as a career. I didn't really know in what capacity then, um, but I actually uh, graduated high school a year early to go to art school. Um, I skipped my senior year because I had enough credits and I went to college when I was 17. Yeah. So I had my degree when I was 20 and then it was like, okay, now what? Uh, I went to school for um, illustration at the Massachusetts College of Art and Design. And uh, I, I think I was mostly set up to take on freelance, but I didn't really know much farther than that um, how to kind of like get anywhere in the art field, especially in Boston. Boston's kind of tricky. Yeah, Boston's just tough to get around. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, well, first of all, at first, I mean, I don't know if moms are going to listen, but I mean, I think that's just wonderful that from an early age, you have those clear memories of just the, the support of your, you know, of your mom, you know, kind of, you know, pushing you or supporting you to, you know, make that leap. You know, I don't think a lot of folks are as, as lucky as you. So I think it's just, it's just wonderful as we, you know, post Mother's Day, you know, just, uh, it's kind of a, gives me warm and fuzzies, you know, just thinking, thinking about that, you know, it's really great um and so it's just a good it just shows you as a parent how powerful you know support can be totally and my mom's always been a creative person but you know she had to kind of like live in reality and you know go into finances and um you know work other jobs to kind of fund her creative practices on the side like she does stained glass she does a lot of beach glass themed artwork because she lives in new england and you know not too far from the cape and, um, but I remember seeing these drawings that she did when I was young, uh, that were like weird geometric rainbow pastel pencil artwork and was just blown away. Like, I didn't know that anybody could do that. It's so funny that she's like an abstract artist and I'm pretty much as far away from that as possible. But I mean, I, you know, that was the first kind of excitement that I ever found in art, you know, outside of museums and things like that. And it was your mom. Like, that's just great. I mean, it's just so awesome. Like, yeah. 
Yeah, she's the best. Well, My friends call her uh, Mama Bam Cat. <laughs> yeah, I was like, the, yeah, the, the I was trying to think of something witty, but I, I had nothing. So I'm glad you saved that that little <laughs> section. I was like, I was trying to think like the den, like something like you know, some some cat feline reference there, but I, I had nothing. So thank you. It's fine. My husband's Mr. Bam Cat at times. Nice. <laughs> the yeah, Bam Bam. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Flintstones for all you for all you kids out there. Bam Bam was on the Flintstones. I've been called Bam Bam before as well. That that's definitely one of them. Yeah, I like. Yeah, a good nickname goes a goes a long way. So, so what made you <laughs> what made you decide to move back? to LA was was it you know was it the the art scene was more is more supportive there you a different network you you hate those the awful winters we've been having you know what was the what was the well I think all of that applies uh, <laughs> D, but honestly, all the above. I had a, a very good job in Boston I was working as a footwear designer for Converse well that's a cool job print and pattern like um female representative and I was just obsessed with tech, textile design and uh, print and pattern and learned so much about it and development factories. And um, I really had this very niche skill set um, that I had worked, I'd worked it for almost seven years. So that was my main thing. And I was really invested in it, but it left very little time for my own personal artwork. So over time, I got pretty frustrated and you know, I was working like 50 hours a week, some weeks, and then, you know, staying up all night thinking about how to solve all these problems at work. And I think it was, uh, it turned kind of like toxic for me after a while, not because of the job or the people there, but I think I just took it like way too seriously. Um, so, and I'd, I'd always dreamed about going back out to LA. And when I finally did start painting again in like 2014 or 15, um, just, you know, whatever little dinky paintings I could come up with. Um, I started marketing them to the West Coast just as like, I don't know, let's see. And uh, I did actually start selling um, a couple of smaller paintings at a time to the um, to galleries on the West Coast. So I always wanted to move back to L.A. where I came from. But I was so obsessed with my job and, you know, terrified of leaving that kind of security that you have with a full-time design job. But uh, really what it came down to was my husband ended up getting a new job at UCLA. He, he's a neurobiologist and he um, studies the eye, believe it or not. And in him getting that new um, opportunity, we both made a plan that I would try to do my art full-time for a couple of years. And if I was making, you know, above even, we'll keep going. <laughs> so I th as of this last tax quarter, I am more than breaking even, which is Woo! absolutely incredible. Yeah. So I get to keep, um, keep doing it this way. And I think I d developed a lot of skills and time organization and planning skills that have been like really critical to going and branching out on my own and doing freelance full-time and fine art and uh, now murals, but um, I couldn't be happier, honestly. <laughs> like, it's it's like a dream come true every day. That, yeah, that's wonderful, and I think that's, yeah, that's, I mean, that's I, that's why we do this, is to share those stories, and, you know, when we first were talking, yeah, I said, uh, yeah, I was just sharing some things that are going on, and you were so positive, and it was just like, but it was, you know, so you're you're living it, you know, you you put your chips in, and you're doing it, and I think I think it's going to resonate with a lot of people. 
I hope so. I mean, I did a complete 180. I was a really negative person for a few years and just the last year and a half being back in LA and making the friends that I've made and interacting with the galleries and the street artists and graffiti artists that I've been able to interact with has literally been life-changing. Like I wake up happy and excited every day instead of like depressed and miserable, get on the train, you know, blah, 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 kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I feel better talking to you. I feel like, you know, the shitty stuff I've, no, I mean the shitty stuff I'm just, I'm talking about, you know, it's like, it's just a phase. Oh. It's not gonna, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, that's, we have been blessed with, you know, we, uh, we meet folks like yourself with great energy and it's uh, it, it, you know, it comes through the speakers. And so hopefully uh, when you're listening to this folks, I hope you, hope you feel that or, you know, maybe you're having some, something going on and you're thinking, you know, which, which road are you going to go down, you know, and, Listen, listen to Bamcat. Words of wisdom with Bamcat. Yep, just gotta, you know, keep looking toward the sunshine. We'll find it. Yeah, and I gotta put on SPF 100 though, because I have like really pale skin, so the sunshine is definitely. I get. I've already gotten a couple burns right this year. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna fry doing murals out in the summer this year again. Last year I learned a lot of card lessons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Claim. Yeah. Because. You're not really moving too much. Yeah, you're moving, but not so much. And so, yeah, then the the asphalt. Ooh, yeah, yeah, leather yeah, up. Reapply. That's yeah, my, exactly. Like, just reapply your sunscreen. If you ever remember to take a drink of water or reapply, you'll like yourself better for it the next day. Yeah, you just talk to your phone or whatever and say, set me a reminder in 45 minutes or an hour to reapply. Whatever whatever the, the amount of time you're supposed to reapply. Is, uh, oh, as yeah, a, I forgot you can just tell yeah. your phone to set, set you a reminder. Yeah. Life is so convenient now that it's almost too convenient, and I don't remember all the options yeah. to make my life easier. But then there's, like, times where it's <laughs> not there, and I'm like, damn it, like, I really wanted to talk to someone, like, and have a do, yeah. So you, you'll become a little dependent, so it's like, you know, it, it, it could be worse, first world problems. <laughs> yeah. So. Champagne problems. Yeah, that's a guy like that one better. Yeah, so. So tell us about, you know, your, your art, you know, you're doing, you're, I've noticed you're doing a lot more murals. Your painting. I, I also want to learn more about your obsession with uh, with the cones. The kind of like the, you know, what the story with that is. Yeah. So what, you know, give give folks kind of like the you know the the elevator you know view of you know what's going on. Sure. So I'm basically um, I paint traditionally in acrylic gouache. I make um, gallery uh, specific paintings and illustrations i also do freelance artwork um where i also feature my gouache paintings um for a long time i worked digitally especially in the design field but now that i work in my own studio it's all paint all the time and then i do like digital tweaks uh but painting makes me really happy and i tend to use a lot of really bright colors um just because i don't know fields of like bright colors make me super happy and they tend to make audiences super happy too. So um, I just kind of live in that um, like Lisa Frank-esque world in my studio, um, all bright colors all the time. But I did start uh, painting murals once I came out to Los Angeles, just because there is so much more opportunity to do so. Um, when I started making friends, I kind of started, you know, dropping hints that I might want to paint something larger and uh, I mean, you can't go past any city block in Los Angeles proper without seeing some type of graffiti or street art or, um, you know, little installation or guerrilla knitting or, you know, anything. So 
the first wall that I ended up doing um, was for Start Los Angeles over in Koreatown. Uh, they're the guys who host Secret Walls, something I'm a part of also. And they gave me an eight by eight foot wall, which I think took me like four days to paint. Uh, I really had no idea how to even plan it out or how to get my sketch onto the wall that large. But I made like a grid out of tape and then I gridded over my sketch kind of like I think you might do that in like elementary school when you have to like blow up a picture larger so I just use the same um, kind of format for that and then I did it all in brush because I didn't had never picked up a spray can before in my life so after a few days I had my first wall and Star Los Angeles was awesome enough to register it with the city so I had that piece up for a year and from that first piece I ended up getting um, hired by PBR to do a mural at their new headquarters in Chinatown and I mean that was the first that was like the biggest commission I had gotten in years and with a brand that I genuinely like and genuinely relate to and they let me you know kind of go nuts and I did this big flamingo and the letters LA and a lot of trippy plants and you know, a little rainbow waterfall and just the fact that I had so much support for them from them and they made the process so easy and let me have fun and be myself and I got paid to do it. Yeah. Like it was just, you know, magical to be able to do that. I'm still really grateful um, to PBR and uh, I might have some more projects coming up with um, their location at 1700 not this year. So stay tuned for that. Teaser. Um, yeah, but yeah, so now I really enjoy doing murals. I, I find them a really uh, satisfying challenge. And it's a little bit different from working in my studio on smaller pieces. Those I use really tiny brushes to achieve really, you know, tiny, minute details. And then just scaling that up, you know, 10 times and using larger brushes to get small details. It's, it's kind of um, a really fun, fun challenge every time. And you get a lot of attention um, and followers and things like that when you have art out in the public, um, which I've also found, uh, you know, really helpful for, you know, people discovering me and my work. Yeah. In your, in your work, like you were saying before, the colors you choice you use, they're very, it's very vivid, trippy, like it just scream, like, it, like the pieces just scream. Like, and so I think they would... I mean, especially, you know, the pieces you're talking about, having them be on a wall that's really trying to revitalize a community. You know, I think it, you know, puts that energy out there. And so I think, yeah, the murals are, are exciting. Like, they're exciting. You said they're fun. Like, the, the color palette is, is is perfect. I think it's great. So I think it's a, I think that it sounds like you've kind of mastered it, you know, at least logistic-wise, right? You know, probably each wall is a new challenge, you know, with the, the layout and design-wise, but you seem to seem to have a much better system now with the frequency you've been doing them. Definitely have a better system, and I've learned a lot of valuable lessons as I've been working on these larger-scale pieces. Um, now I'm trying to push my compositions, push the level of detail that I'm working in, and I've also... Uh, I've been working um, really hard for the last year to get better with using spray paint. And I'm lucky to have a few, a few friends who like grow up using spray paint, like um, Mr. Toledo and uh, my friend Jaime Guerrero. 
they've been like mentors to me basically with spray can and it was not easy <laughs> starting out I hated it because it's just I'm like oh, I'm 30 like I'm a 30 year old white woman trying to learn how to use throwing up some tags little bam cat tags yeah, yeah. I, know, I'm like, <laughs> I could not write letters with spray paint if you paid me or at least you could, but they wouldn't look good. No, I think that's the whole point, right? We're trying to get them to pay you. <laughs> we got to figure it out. But, uh... Yeah, but it has been a bit really helpful because uh, you can work so fast in spray can. And, it's yeah, it's just a big learning curve where I've always been painting with brush. And we are back. Told you, folks. It's a good one. You can just feel her energy. She's really positive. You know, she has made that choice, and she's you know turned that page. And here we are today. The fact that you know that she had a nice, sweet corporate gig, still creating, but didn't feel that she was being her you know true self, and you know made that leap, went back to L.A. with her husband, and you know. The, the, the chapters are still being written. You know, the ink is still, you know, hasn't dried yet, which is exciting. But, you know, it's, uh, she made the right choice and you can just see it. And just the fact that she's, you know, inspiring. You know, really, like I said, when we were talking earlier, you know, she was really complimentary to me, you know, and just wasn't, it wasn't forced. Some people, you know, you can just tell that they have that, you know, energy to them. And so it was really nice to be able to, to share that and, be able to share that with you and so you're listening to the 16 ounce canvas the art of care for your podcast episode 112 when you something really weird what i i'm a numbers person i really like numbers so when i hear 112 i think in my head and this might be weird i'm like oh okay what 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 factors does that divide by i'm like oh yeah seven and 16 all right all right what else we got there and i just work it down in my head to all the different ways you can break down the that specific episode number. Oh, is that a prime number? Oh, how can we get that? So if you haven't figured it out yet, I am a little weird, but episode 112, you can divide that by two, you can divide that by four, eight, six, 17, not six, seven, 16. So yeah, you heard it here, folks. 16 ounce canvas. That's really only divisible by a few numbers. One, 16, eight, two, four squared you know that type of stuff so if we haven't lost you we're still here so uh thanks for for sticking around i I think this is um a good opportunity you know we've been blessed with meeting so many wonderful people that when we're traveling around this past weekend you know was home in philly saw the fam go phils went to the game and you had the opportunity to stop by into chamonix uh, creek brewing company uh, home of the jp flexner work a little mural action he was our guest last week and so it was really cool to just to kind of hop in there to be it was super kid family dog friendly they had a ton of uh, retro video games it was a really cool spot great you know great group of people over there i want to give a special shout out to john you know they had some issues with one of the the crowler lines and you know went out above and beyond to make sure that we were able to head back home with some of the, the beers that we really wanted to try and they were just really, uh, yeah, they were just really a friendly staff there. It was a, it was a perfect uh, Sunday afternoon. Um, obviously, was driving home, so thankfully they do some small pours just to try and taste some stuff. But we got some to goes, and it was just nice to see one of uh, JP's murals, uh, you know, live in 3D. So just a little plug there. Uh, Nishamni Creek Brewing Company. Uh, head on over there. I think Croydon, PA. 
We got free Wi-Fi. We got old school hockey, foosball, Miss Pac-Man. And they got some really great beers over there. We got some kombucha, a little CBD-infused kombucha. And uh, their stouts were just uh, were just great. So look forward to, to heading up there again in the future, this time when I'm not driving, so we can really get into it and uh, maybe meet up with JP. So we're just, uh, we look at the map a lot differently right now. And uh, wherever you are, we'll be coming to a town near you in the future. So let's just get right back into it because this is sometimes I ramble and I probably shouldn't ramble as much. But maybe you like the rambles. Are you a ramble fan or are you a not ramble fan? Let us know. Here we go. Episode 112. Let's get back at it. Allison Bamcat, the Bamcat, right here on the 16 ounce canvas. But I like that, that you're, I mean, like you're saying, you're 30 and you're still, you know, still evolving. It's a new medium. You know, you've gone from digital to traditional. Now you're painting murals. Now you're learning spray painting. Like it just shows that, you know, you're just getting started. And it's really, you know, that's, that's exciting too. Yeah. I feel like I'm, yeah, re, re, starting my career basically and that you know there's some trick that's a little tricky because like telling yourself that you're gonna have to suck at something until you're good at it again when you've been already like developing these skill sets you know since I was 16 and you know just starting college and it's like um it's actually pretty freeing to come to a new community in a new neighborhood where I got to like reinvent how I worked and try new things and, you know, just quietly evolve and, um, you know, continue to, to work, just work and find work and, you know, get a lot. I've gotten a lot of practice painting large scale and uh, I'm really grateful for everybody who's given me a wall, even if I butchered it at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. I, I, murals are, yeah, I'm from Philadelphia. And so there's, I mean, going back home, there's, it's just a great city for, for street art. And I think, I know your your friends who've probably been using spray paint for a long time. They probably have to. There's probably uh, less running they probably had to do than you know years ago. I feel it's it's a lot more accepted, and street art is becoming a lot more of a, a norm, and especially in big cities, which is which is really great to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Oh, and I can touch on the uh, street cone, parking cone, traffic cone thing. You're a great guest. Um, you remember? Yeah, great, cool. <laughs> so, I. I've been like trying to think of how I would explain why I like these little things so much. I think um, there are a few reasons that I've come up with. Number one is uh, they're meant to be noticed and yet they're like so forgotten uh, and, you know, ignored and passed over pretty much constantly. Um, Number two, I love neon colors. I don't use neon colors in my work now because they don't translate to printing very good. But I love ne- looking at neon colors. I find that very hypnotizing. So, love neon colors. I love that they come in a bunch of colors, like every color now. And um, third, I I realized this the other day. There's something about like an old, beat up, faded traffic cone, like rubber, plasticky thing, that reminds me of my toys from when I was a kid, that were like left out in the sun. And all the color kind of drains from them, except for like on the very bottom of them, like the underside where all the color kind of stayed the same. So when I see these kind of like old, old beat up plastic cones um, that obviously used to be like the most saturated orange or yellow 
um, as possible, and then, you know, kind of time in the sun wore them down to more of a pastel neon. I just always kind of thought that was interesting, too. And I don't know why, uh, but I am kind of fixated on that right now. And, uh, yeah, I've been just, just trying to, like, celebrate the traffic cone by making little paintings of them and putting them in my paintings and making um, ceramic art with them. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I I think it's unique. It's kind of your. It's like one of your calling cards. You know, I think the most recent ones you uh, put up a couple of days ago with uh, the stencil film. I mean, I thought that was just really, just really interesting. I mean, just how the. Like, I, I think I commented. I love the re- the reveal of it. It was just really interesting to see. You know how that all came together. Yeah, I was. Uh, I had done these kind of splattered um, ceramic traffic cones, and I was trying to uh, emulate that in little flat paintings. Success, success, success. So, <laughs> thank you. Yes, yeah, right. Because that's validation for me. It means nothing, but I'm glad you appreciate it. So we'll we'll, we'll save that and we'll rec- say, make that little promo. But no, in all seriousness, <laughs> um, we did come to learn of you through the work you've done with uh, Collective Arts as well as uh, you know Noble L Works. I think your mm-hmm. Pizza Face Lady um, is kind of is. Um, also, is, is that is that a can? Also, am I am I correct on that? You, uh... Yeah, so I have a like a snake girl can with collective arts, and then I also have um, the pizza face girl, and I actually have a new uh, design coming out with them. I think uh, this summer for their um, ghost series. Cool. So um, I'll you know keep that a little bit of a secret for now. But uh, it's the second part of their eight can series, and uh, I'm really excited because the cans are all hot pink. There, your neons comes around. Yeah, totally my jam. Exactly. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think that's how we started following you. I think it was the one from last. I think last year's one uh, can, and so we've been kind of following, following yeah, along your the adventures. I, yeah, first time I ever had anything uh, on a beer can, and I'm I'm a huge craft beer nerd, and so is my husband. Uh, the first can I ever got to design was for Collective Arts, and they've been um, really, really awesome and fun to work with, and I've seen them at events a few times, so really, really happy to be able to keep working with them. Yeah, I just, you know, we've had, we've had a, I feel we've had almost at least like six to ten of the other artists. It's kind of nice, you know, that what they do is just really cool, and then going with your your neon vibe again kind of you have the the neon python suplex with the the snake it's got you know it's really <laughs> screams looks like it'd make like an awesome skateboard in like the 80s like it's just yeah be cool and that's with uh noble, yeah. noble l works how did that how did that come come together i mean they just reached out to me uh and asked if i would be interested in doing a can design and it was like dream come true of course i want to do a can design I mean, I'm sure that part of the reason I'm even interested in craft beer right now is because of all the amazing packaging from all these artists that I love and admire, and they're so clever and cool. And so being able to kind of jump into that um, kind of fun, like little trend right now is really cool. So, and I guess uh, the neon Python suplex thing is like, um, it's like a riffraff reference. Okay. A riffraff reference. Um, so you riffed on a riffraff and, reference. So that five yes, times. Yeah, riff. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, I've never heard the song, so I should probably actually look it up. But I, I just followed the brief, and 
painted this psychedelic um, pink and blue and yellow snake. Um, I actually painted, uh, like hand painted the design in a way that I knew it would um, translate to CMYK printing. Okay. So that's actually how I tend to work with all of my paintings that I know are going to be reproduced um, for either textile or um, packaging or printing or or anything like that. Um, I pretty much know which colors are not going to show up now. So I try to design things for clients in a way where the way that you see it on the screen is pretty much exactly how you're going to see it in real life. So I think that kind of translation is really important. And I don't want to like blindside a new client with artwork that doesn't translate. That's always seemed kind of amateur to me. Well, yeah, you've, I mean, you've worked in so many different, I mean, with your, your textile background, you know, you've definitely worked in so many different mediums. I mean, it's one thing to, to be, to be an artist, but then to truly grasp the, you know, the, the printing and you know the outputs is like a whole it's a whole nother level you know of that to be to be it's almost it's like thinking like three-dimensionally like okay i know what i'm going to make but then also how is it if i need to replicate this will, will this be you know have true you know true integrity to the original yeah exactly because you want to share your original um idea with everybody and not um i don't know it's just always such a disappointment when something either goes to market or it goes through a big campaign, um, and then the printing looks bad. Like I just did a T-shirt kind of, not collaboration, but I opened like an online shop with one of those on-demand printing companies, mm -hmm. and I ordered a few shirts um, just to see the quality. Quality is so bad; it makes me so sad because um, I can't advertise them now. And uh, I'm like, do I want to dispute it with them, or I mean, if I got terrible copies of these what are my fans going to get yeah that sucks yeah I mean the whole point of my artwork is that it's you know super saturated really bright crispy um, little characters and things like that and if it doesn't if it looks fuzzy or desaturated Ugh. or I don't know just granulated it, it totally kills the whole vibe so I'm pretty I cling very much to my like aesthetic and I know how things should look in the end. So. Bummer. Well, I applaud, but I applaud you though. I mean, I, it's especially if you're putting out something, you know, it'd be, been easy to be like, well, you know, these, these shirts are here and, you know, sell them and then kind of whatever. But, you know, being, you know, not even mentioning it is, you know, it probably not trying to add to it, but it probably drives you crazy. So, but, um, I do, I do applaud that, you know, you're, you're true to your true to your craft. Yeah, you got to be a little picky when it's your name on it. I think. Yeah, because if being like you're saying your your stuff pops, and so if it was if you got it, and it was like kind of like I don't know, like dim down. It would just be like, oh, okay, that's not really what I was going for here. Yeah, you know, because yeah, <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's like it's the opposite of, of my <laughs> yeah. It's like you your know, my aesthetic is right. It's your depression your depression period. I guess I don't know. Um, yeah, I already—I was already there. I don't uh, advertise my depressed period. <laughs> I had a lot of dark black paintings, and uh, it's just—I don't know. Wasn't—it <laughs> okay. wasn't as fun as what I'm making now. Well, yeah, the darkness brings us to the light, and you know, you know, all the the shitty times makes us appreciate the good times, right? That's how I look at it. Yeah, exactly. And we're—I well, don't know if you got. To, oh, I'm okay. sorry. Now I was just—I—I I, I needed to, folks. Um, if you're—you know—I like you to follow along. So if you want to go to. You know Allison's, you know, website, Bamcat Art, 
B-A-M-C-A-T-A-R-T.com. You can also follow along Allison um, Bamcat on Instagram and, you know, go there. You can see all these pieces, you know, or, you know, order a print, support your local artist who's, if you're in L.A., be a local artist, but, you know, local on the internet. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> no, just need to get that in there. Apologies. No, no, of course. Thank you. I, I really appreciate that. Um, I wanted to mention, uh, I just recently did um, another beer label for um, a female-owned brewery in Worcester, Massachusetts, called Redem- Redemption Rock Brewing. I don't know if you got to see that one. Yeah, I just saw the, uh, we were going to, I was the, the Crowler labels, I think you did for them. It looks really cool. It's, yeah. Yeah, that's Yeah, they're a- doing a, a Crowler series of artwork labels um, in conjunction with uh, Powwow Worcester, which I think is totally rad. Um, do, you know, do you know what Powwow is? I do not know what powwow is. So powwow is um it like takes place in a bunch of different cities around the world and basically it's like a beautification program where they hire muralists um and work with local business owners to kind of like match them up and then they do like a week long festival in these cities once a year um and uh Worcester is one of those cities so I think it's really cool that they um you know picked some smaller indie artists to you know, connect them with a local business. I mean, it's totally rad. I love that. Yeah, I think that's. Um, and maybe we'll talk offline. That, yeah, I've wanted to. You know, with this, I always have crazy ideas, and so I was just thinking there. I would love to be a part of or start a nonprofit that you know takes areas that need you know because we have a lot of those here in Connecticut that are a little they don't get as much love as they should. You know, um, on a whole slew of levels, but you know, to, to put murals in there to you know invoke you know creativity and positivity in the community so i don't know well maybe we could talk about that later could probably get some advice from you you seem to seem to got some inside track there yeah i mean hey i'll, I'll come paint in hartford anytime anytime somebody asks me i'll come all right cool <laughs> there we go yeah hartford and bridgeport are the, the spots i definitely think it would be awesome especially yeah my wife's a teacher there she's been there almost 20 years and my mother my late mother-in-law was there about 40 and so i think it'd be i just think it would be it'd be dope yeah, I mean, anytime. Oh, and uh, I have my friend owns a shop in New Haven. New Haven has a lot of uh, great art, like community-based art, and um, they're very, like, art celebratory. Um, yeah, my friend owns Strange Ways, which is like a pin and patch and uh, art and vintage clothing store there. Totally awesome. All right, cool. Yeah, we'll go check it out. We're in, we're in Shelton, so we're not too far from we're not too far from New Haven. It was actually there uh, last weekend, and we were doing something in December – at uh there's a bar uh, it's called three sheets and they have a uh, art they use their walls um you know they call it art in the back and so we're going to kind of for the month of december we're going to do all of the guests that we've had on the podcast they don't know this yet but um from connecticut we're going to try oh, to fe- cool. feature them all yeah all through there so we make it like you know geo-specific and we did a gallery show in new haven last summer so yeah we we're down with the we're down with the new haven get some pizza and make it make it make it a go Cool. Good plug. Yeah, I'll check. I'll check out their shop next time I'm up there. So I, that's awesome. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I'll check out the Powwow Worcester. Yeah, Worcester. Worcester mass. A lot of du- <laughs> yeah. Visually, Powwow Wow looks like yeah. It looks pretty awesome. All the W's, but we are getting we are getting sidetracked, Allison. So the so how did you kind of uh, you know, how much time did you have you know working for on the the crowd label? What was the what was the process like? Did they just kind of let you, you know, kind of be your free your free spirit, or was there a, a collaboration there on, on the vision? What was the story with that? 
Well, they pretty much gave me free reign, which was rad. Um, I actually, I delivered a sketch to them. And then um, within a couple of days, I delivered the final painting. Um, it also all happened while I was on vacation. <laughs> so I ended up going out and buying an iPad uh, Pro with the drawing app Procreate. This was like two, not even three weeks ago. I just got one of those. And it's so it's so fun to use. Um, but so I was able to do this work while I was on vacation and deliver the sketch. And then when I got home, I painted the, the final piece um, and then, you know, put it into the template for the label. And they liked it right away. I mean, they didn't ask for any revisions, which I, there's it only happens so often. But it's like a diamond in the rough, like no revisions. You like it? <laughs> um, so, and they actually also purchased the original painting um, to hang up in the brewery, which is really, um, which I'm really grateful for. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I, I, I think it's yeah. really, yeah, it's a, it's a wonderful time. I mean, the beers, there's so many different breweries, so much great beer, and then the fact that they just take it to another level by having wonderful art like yours on the, you know, on the, on the crawlers, and even that, the crawlers, it's kind of cool because it's a bigger, you know, it's not the 16 ounce canvas, which is, you know, but it's, it's much bigger. You know, when you look at it, you realize how much more space you would have to to do something like that. So it really allows your your work to be you know to be celebrated on a larger canvas, you know, which is cool. Yeah, I'm still waiting to um, actually see them in person. I'm kind of curious to see how how big the print looks and feels and stuff. Oh, good. They're going to send you some. That's pretty awesome. I think so. I don't know if they can actually send me um, any beer. Like, I don't know if you could book beer in the mail. I don't get it, but uh, if I can at least get some of the, I know they're going to save some of the cans and some of the labels for me. So well, that's, that's good. Awesome. I think um, yeah. I I ship beer, but if you're, but I, I don't necessarily know the legality of it. It's kind of a ask for forgiveness, not know. permission. Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah, type of thing. But you know, mom should go there. Mom should crush a couple crawlers and then just send, and then and then let you know how it goes. <laughs> yeah, luckily I have a lot of friends living uh, in and around Worcester too, who got to go to the launch party and. You know, try them out and take home a couple of crowlers. So nice. I think that's pretty sweet. So, yeah, they, they they can just say, "Oh, we're we were just there. To, you know, we're there to celebrate Allison." It's like, "Oh yeah." Yeah, I wish I could have been there. Yeah, right. They, Believe they, me. All righty. Um, this next question, um, it'll be interesting. I'm curious what your answer is going to be. Um, you know, we like to match kind of your episode with music that you like. Do you have certain artists that you're listening to, or when you're creating? that you know you put on you know what's kind of the you know what's the yeah what's the, what's the vibe like uh yeah definitely i mean um i'm into a couple of bands pretty hard right now um cage the elephant just put out a new album nice i don't remember what it i think it's called social cues uh but i really like them they're you know just kind of silly punky whatever um but i really like their new album and i actually got to do a couple of uh, tour posters for this band called Pup the Band, like a puppy pup. Yeah, that's so uh, weird. We've had a few I, folks who really like that band. Like, not that it's weird, but like, yeah. that's come up a bunch. So they re reached out to me. I hadn't heard of them before, and then I started listening to the album and like fell in love with it. Um, I'm. It's called Morbid Stuff, and I'm, yeah, really, really digging that album um, from them right now. So I'm really happy they reached out, or I wouldn't. Maybe I wouldn't know who they were. Yeah, I like that too. That's I mean, yeah, the 
the gig poster label kind of uh, roads definitely intertwine a lot, which I, which is you know one of the reasons we love that question because it's a it's I, mean, I just get to forget add new music to the playlist all the time, but it's just it's just really f- been fun. Yeah, I also love um, Caliucci's her her new um, album, but I forget what that's called, but I really love it. Oh, good. Well, there you go. Isolation. There you go. Oh, boom. Even better. <laughs> I'm surprised that I actually remember any of that. Good yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. High fives. Thank you. But I've always wanted to do a, a tour poster. I've actually never uh, done one before. That was always like a dream. So now I get to do it for a cool band that I really like. You're you're living the dream. I mean, you're doing it. I mean, what kind of a, you know, and I, this is the, you know, I, I, was, I was just thinking of your story, like, you know, what 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 would you get what advice would you have for somebody who's kind of at that, you know, at that crossroad is kind of, you know, they you know, not sure what to do or just even somebody getting started it doesn't have to be such a dramatic, you know, visual as a crossroad, you know, it's not Robert Johnson, um, making a deal with the devil, but like, um yeah, what well, we kind of, do you have any advice you'd give for somebody, you know, who's uh thinking about making this as you know, giving it a go? Definitely. Uh, I mean, it definitely helps to have some money saved up from whatever job you have been working. So if you can tough it out for, you know, another few months or a year and start easing into um, doing more freelance projects and, you know, making it out to more shows like art shows and events, uh, I think that's great. That's the logical way to do it probably. But also, I mean, just jumping in and asking people for, I don't know, like, what are you working on? Do you need an assistant? Um, I'm available and I would like to learn these skills from you. How can I, how can I contribute to your project? And if they say no, they say no. Uh, But showing that you're hungry and that you're really interested in being part of your art community um, is going to, you know, give you more exposure. Uh, It shows that you're like, I think talent comes with practice i don't think talent is inherent i think anybody can be a talented artist if they want um but if you actually care and you are trying and putting in effort people will gravitate toward you and uh, they'll work with whatever style of art you've got so and you'll and then you'll get more practice from getting more projects um and from helping other artists and assisting them and maybe doing murals or you know if if you're following my path, which is doing a lot of mural work and um, design stuff, so yeah, yeah, you're doing it. You're doing it, and your your story is inspiring. Like I said, I really, you know, to you know, I think it's and the fact that you're you're making money doing it. I mean, I know, I mean, you don't have to be a starving artist anymore, right? You, now you're actually uh, making money, and it's uh, it's a it's a it's a really positive story, and I you know it. Uh, yeah, it was great to talk to you. It comes it comes at a really good time. I'm really uh, happy that I was able to learn more about you, know, the Bam Cat, the legend of yeah. the Bam Cat. <laughs> no, I'm really happy I got to talk to you because again, I'm really really a huge fan of um, you know beer label packaging, and I I don't know why that became such a trend the last few years, but I'm super digging it, and I'm really happy that there are people like showcasing who these artists are because i'm always curious and it's not always on the label who's uh who's doing this good work well i got i got a guy for you i got a podcast and you can we'll keep finding them as long as they're out there we'll uh we'll keep finding them and so 
We're, huh. yeah, I think season, yeah, we're booked with season 11 pretty much, and I think we're almost have about half of season 12 booked up. So, yeah, it's going great. Awesome. Well, I hope that the mural, I like, the, I'm excited to see what the mural is that you are working on. Um, and just, again, your story is inspiring. It's really positive. I think folks will, you know, really resonate with a lot of folks. And, you know, I hopefully uh, when I get out to L.A., we can have a couple of beers in person. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, we've got to go to Brewery West. Done. Yeah, we, uh, yeah, one of the guys, the guy, he, he, Matt Varnish, he works with them. He, uh, he's their oh, cool. art director and he helps, you know, yeah, maybe we can get you on one of those labels. That'd be kind of cool. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Matt, if you're listening, yeah, get in touch. Yeah, he's cool. And then you know, we interviewed him. We found out he was, he's a Grammy, he was Grammy nominated this year, but he's, he's won a Grammy in the past. So it was kind of cool. It was oh, our my first. Gosh. Yeah, for for the package design, so it's really yeah he won. That's awesome. Yeah, he, I didn't yeah. know he could get a Grammy for packaging design. That's awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, he won it for I believe it was for. I think he won it for Red Hot Chili Peppers, and he was nominated this year for the Guns N' Roses like really cool box set that they did. It was, yeah, so. Oh, that's killer. He's pretty badass. Yeah, much love to you, Maddie. <laughs> yeah. Nice. No, that's totally rad. I, I definitely need to um, get down to San Pedro and go check out. Their brewery. Done and done. Well, I thank you. I thank you again, Bamcat. It was uh, and just the fact that I can say Bamcat to a, a human. It's okay. It's awesome. So that's a great nickname. And um, yeah, anything you need for you know, if you make it back east at all, you know, let me know. And um, would yeah, would love to uh, catch up and just continue. We'll continue following along. See what's uh, what's next next in store for you. Definitely. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. Well, we appreciate you. So have a great day, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Bye. And there you have it, folks. Episode 112 is now officially in the books. This is the essential Allison Bamcat interview. I was excited. We were talking, you know, obviously minimal experience with LA, but I really would love to, to go there and check out you know her work in person, get some of those traffic cones. But I just like the idea of murals. Murals were really powerful to me, and the, the idea of going from a smaller canvas to a massive canvas of that size. Just you know, as I rambled before about the you know math stuff, but you know the the logistics of just kind of just putting things to scale on a wall of that nature. Obviously, also the you know the uncertainty or the imperfections of a wall. In a different surface, you know, whatever materials you're working on, it just—it's really wonderful, and it's such a powerful medium because it's seen by everybody, and they have to engage with it whether they choose to or not. You know, you're coming down the street and you see that, and it makes you think, "Oh, what is that?" or "Wow," or "Who did that?" or you know, or maybe like they see you on the on the bus or they see it on the train, and then they want to learn more about it. You know, I remember when I was a kid, we'd take the the Allen Philly and I'd go to the eye doctors, and we would see all these great kind of graffiti art even but back then it wasn't really legal so it was like the idea that they made these pieces that were done like so quickly and I was really young but I, I still think about that you know just kind of like movie style you know you know, going really fast and you'd see them on these buildings and just then as I got older I was always really drawn to, to graffiti art I just loved the idea of it I loved the the fact that the risk of it the intensity of it you know and I've different documentaries you know that that talk about it 
and just kind of seeing it, you know, even even seeing the, um, you know, the Banksy documentary, just stuff like that, where it's just people have this passion and love that they want to bring to life, and obviously now it's become, as we talked about, becoming a lot more accepted, and you know, cities and you know, areas are using it, even businesses are creating murals to, you know, the one in Philadelphia that uh, you know Mike Lawrence did for. For tired hands, you know, at their at their place, it was really inspiring to see that in person. You know, I'd seen him work on it, you know, online, but then when I was at, you know, home, um, I, I went to go see it, and it was just it was just really amazing. And I just love I love that idea. You know, Olavolo is um, doing the, the largest um, you know mural or you know piece. I think it's in you know in North America, um, at least on the East Coast. Um, you know, that, that should be coming, you know, being launched soon, probably by the time this episode or next week's is out. And I don't know what level of superlative largest forever, but if you see what she's doing, it is really mind-boggling. So we've, we're, we're delving into this, you know, new era, you know, new set of artists that are doing some really cool shit. And, you know, it's just really great. So however you got here, we thank you. If this is your first time with us, you know, dive back into the archives. If you're, you know, if you're uh, been here for a little while, you know, we have 112 episodes. I would love to think that there's folks who listen to all of them. I don't know. We're really, really proud of this project. We're really proud of, you know, what we're doing, who we're connecting with. And hopefully as you hold that beer in your hand, you know, as you pick it up out of the fridge or you take it off off the shelf or even when you're about to throw it out, just hold it for another second. Look at it and just think, maybe you think, who made this? And if you think they're really cool, you know, let us know. But maybe you know that this is somebody that you, you've heard on the, you know, on the podcast before. And just, you know, think about that for a second. Appreciate all the hard work that went into that. All the many people that are being represented by this great graphics and designs and art. And uh, just, it makes the world a little bit of a better place. So we thank you. Until next week, you've been listening to the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. I'm AJ, and I appreciate you.